0: that's rubbish no listen it is john no is. i don't Matt, look i think you need to calm down john all right <laughs> i just literally say i just i just wonder if there's any sort of like chance that some of these this data that's coming back is not correct that's all i was saying okay Today we are
1: fortunate enough to have the the Spectrum Professor of Marketing. I think that's your latest job it's title. Me? Did you?
0: Know, <laughs> You're a professor of something, mate? Not bad because,
1: yeah. Um, So yeah, B- Bax has joined us for the for the pod. Thank you. Welcome back again,
0: Bax. What? I mean, I'm always here, aren't I? Mm, really?
1: Yeah, but normally we hide you behind camera, don't we? Yeah. And this is, time we've let you in front.
0: As this, I probably have got a face for radio. That's true. I didn't want to a, say it. And a voice for books so um yeah that was a nice intro as well thank you very much Pleasure. how are you doing john <laughs> i'm doing good, <laughs> good i can't wait to, yeah. to hear what you've got for us um so sorry what was the what was the question oh, wow. oh yeah I've got, this is just
1: the introduction at this point okay. um so so my question is obviously you, you spend a lot of time um watching or so you tell me anyway watching <laughs> listening reading about all things marketing yeah um so the question is what it's 2023. What are you watching? What are you listening to when it comes to marketing? What's going on in the, old, on?
0: In the old... bonds In the of backs. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Is it still the 4Ps? Uh, I've never been... You're not a 4P man, no, are you? No. no. I'm, a bit, I'm a bit of a... I'm a gorilla, aren't I? Yeah. Can, yeah, I, can I just stop you there, right?
2: Yeah. Every pod, mm. you always say, we need to be leaning here. And the yeah. first thing you do is lean back. What are you on about, mate? What you... I've sustained this (laughs) composition the
0: whole time. I think we'll, we'll, we'll review that. Actually, can I just say, um, I, I felt a bit of a fool actually, because you know, the last pod with Mike. Mm. Yeah. So I was like, I was like this on the mic, right. And, and I thought, I can't, can't mess this up. Like this is, I can't get any closer than this. Yeah. And then when I was doing the, um, EQ in the audio, I'm hearing like every time I'm talking and I was like oh what an idiot (laughs) like after all my spiel I'm ruining the audio so I'm staying in this sort of zone is this this zone's kind of alright a little bit closer I should be a little bit closer what's going on can you remember the question yeah I do what I like to do is bring to the team and I'll bring to you also is little stories I think little 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 examples and gems because it really it Mm. really makes things hit home so I'm like kind of obsessed with Coke and Pepsi at the minute um, it was actually Neil who said to me, oh, you should watch this. There's this Netflix um, series called <coughs> Pepsi, Where's My Jet? Mm, I've uh, seen it.
1: I've not watched it yet. So, so fill, fill us in. Seen have <laughs> seen it on Netflix. It's right. on Netflix, isn't it? Right, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Seen
0: it, yeah. So basically, um, I reckon in sort of like the late 90s, mm. Pepsi were doing this thing where it was like, they had this campaign and it was basically drink Pepsi or buy Pepsi, win stuff. So basically every time you bought a can of Pepsi, you would get like some Pepsi points, right? And if you've got enough Pepsi points, you could buy like, you know, Pepsi shades or Pepsi leather jacket or whatever, yeah. right? It's a classic marketing mm-hmm. technique, yeah. But in the advert, and this is, this is, as creatives, this could, you know, we would do something like this because we want to catch people's attention. So in the advert is this kid and he's like walking through this school and he's like, you know, Pepsi shades, 400 points. And he puts them on and he's like, mm. Pepsi leather jacket, 1000 <laughs> points. And then this like, Harrier jet, like lands in, in the playground and it, it ease in it. And it goes, Harrier jet, 7 million points. And then boom. And the kid that's watching it, I say a kid, he's like 20 notices that there's no fine print underneath the 7 million points. So he's like, right. So technically that's a legitimate offer, right? If I can get 7, million pepsi points and get a harrier jet and he works out like the cost of a harrier jet is like 33 million dollars so he's like so basically it'll be cheaper for me to buy that harrier jet with the pepsi points and then i'll have a jet and i can do whatever sell, sell, it, sell it to whatever. bie and he manages to rope in this like millionaire business mobile guy <laughs> to like fund this whole project and they go on this big back and forth against pepsi where basically pepsi are you know bring out all the lawyers and everything and they're trying to like um you know, obviously, get not away from them that jet. deal as quickly as possible. <laughs> yeah. And they um, and they actually, like, r- the ad came out a few weeks later, but this time it said 700 million Pepsi points. And they were like, right, so that's that's an admission of, of of fault. That's an admission of guilt, right? Because why would they change it? Because mm. initially, we're saying it was obviously a joke. And it's like, I mean, it obviously, it was a joke, right? But that's what fine print's all about, right? And if the fine print's not there, then, you know, Free for all. Free for all. So you go, anyway, so I won't spoil the rest of it, but it's very interesting. And the editing style for Ellie is so nice. It's so playful and so just cool. In terms of documentaries, it's one of the most interesting and cool and playful sort of approaches to um, filmmaking that I've seen in a while. Anyway, so got me thinking, Coke, Pepsi, the Coke (coughs) Wars. Yeah. Yeah. Not to be mistaken with the... Old, the uh, Colombian version. The Colombian, yeah, uh, was. And um and I'm so I've been like ingesting quite a lot of stuff about the Coke Wars and Pepsi and Coke and why did why did Coke take the lead and you know, because Pepsi at that time in the nineties, it's the Pepsi generation. They had MTV, they had all of like the main celebrities. Um Jacko. And-
1: was Jacko Pepsi's Yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: You're the Pepsi mm. generation. Please, you're soon. It's yeah. just um, a <laughs> girl. So, so, I've got a little story about um, Coke and Pepsi. Um, not really stories, some learnings. Um, so, New Coke. So, we were chatting about this earlier. So, you know, yep. New Coke, you'll remember it. You'll remember when it Do you came remember out.
1: it? Because I, I don't remember it. No. I heard about it, but did you I, remember?
0: I, I can't really remember when it was, but it was a wow must ago. have been before early you? early <laughs> 90s you. back in prehistoric times <laughs> um so yeah they, they, they brought out new Coke, right so uh, again i might not get all of these details exactly right but essentially what happened was they they did some taste test between pepsi and kirk and this is like quite a common thing right and people would always report pre- preferring the taste of pepsi yeah. to Coke. But Coke was, like, flabbergasted, like, we're the kings, but, like, we could lose out to Pepsi because people clearly prefer the taste, right? So they come up with new Coke, which was, like, a lot sweeter. Because mm. people often say that Pepsi is sweeter than Coke. Personally, I don't really know it's a difference. No, mm, I don't. I don't really. Um, <clears throat> and you get these weirdos, do you, that are just like, oh, I, I could tell if it's Pepsi or Coke. And I just think, just crawl back into your hook. Oh,
1: you see, if we prepared, we could have had Coke and Pepsi.
0: Oh, yeah. <sighs> oh, st- meeting Diva. of minds oh, oh that would have been good maybe we can um, should we pause and no let's let's just slot in a little segment okay that we'll film later okay of us doing it good like yeah. that right yeah see literally real-time marketing going on there okay
1: so if you're listening to this currently then you might be a bit confused for a second but we're doing the coke versus pepsi taste challenge that we referred to earlier and i get to go first so off we go This must be thrilling for our listeners. <laughs> mm. I'm thinking Pepsi to that. I don't really drink Coke or Pepsi, so this is this is even more difficult for me. Right, I'm going Pepsi Coke.
0: Could <coughs> <laughs> you say? Oh. <laughs> yeah. um, what would you like to? Would you like to check? Oh right? no.
1: So that's supposed to be Pepsi in your mind. Ah, we've not we've not started well. Team Spectrum have started badly. I'm gonna pass the baton over to JV now. Right. Off we go then.
2: I know what that is. Thought I knew what that was. Oh my god not really ideal it's like trying two red wines and your, your palate hasn't cleared but i'm gonna have to go again yeah no um mm. i'm gonna go are they both full fat i'm gonna go pepsi coke please tell me seriously no No way, I was absolutely convinced. It smells like Pepsi, it tastes like Pepsi, it's Coke.
0: Gutted. Okay, so word on the street is that um, Steve and JV are equally bumbling idiots. Can't get this right. But I think you know your boy in marketing is gonna get it correct, okay? And I'm gonna try a different tact, right? I'm gonna start with this one on the left, if you're listening. Um, because they all started with the one on the right. I don't know if that's going to help, but let's see. And I noticed Steve was doing a bit of the, the old. We've got a spit bucket. <laughs> that's that one's quite sweet. They do smell different. Oh, they taste exactly the same, man. Um, The one on my left is Kirk. Have I got it right? Back's one, JV and Steve, minus one. Back to the pod, or back to the chat, or whatever. Um, for Pepsi and Coke, but anyway, so people would taste Pepsi and Coke, and people would always say we prefer Pepsi because and, and and so Coke came out with New Coke, which was sweeter than the Coke could, you know, ordinarily be, and um, and it absolutely bombed, and no one liked it, and the, it wasn't Coke. Well, not only that, but because and this is where there's a a, a, a great mind called Malcolm Gladwell. So, if you've ever heard of this 10,000 hours concept and mm. um, he popularized that in a book called outliers where essentially for anyone that doesn't know what that means the, he states like it takes 10,000 hours to become an expert in any set field so any expert that you can think of 10,000 hours which is an average of three hours a day for 10 years but some people can get that 10,000 hours in three years or five years depending on how obsessed they are with that thing so a good example going slight tangent, but a good example was he said that the Beatles got there 10,000 hours in less than three years because they played in Hamburg. Yeah. And they played every night or whatever for like six hours. Mm. Um, And so they just like got it in, got it stacked. So anyway, Malcolm Gladwell had this interesting talk on the Pepsi Coke thing and why did it not work out? And this is one of the pitfalls of market research, right? Um, So they went in and, essentially destroyed the drink that had been so popular and done so well because of this market research, which when you actually look into it was giving them false evidence because usually when you do a taste test, you give the person a little bit of mm. air. A sinkiness, yeah. Right. <clears throat> so if 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 someone has a little sip of something, they will always prefer the sweet over the less sweet because it's a small quantity, Right. Whereas if you give someone like say a full cup and say, drink this full cup or this full cup, they'll always prefer the less sweet because the sweetness becomes sickly over time. Right? So in this taste test, obviously they were giving the, the um, what you call these people that do it? Testers?
1: Taste testers?
0: Yeah, sure. Um, Focus group, innit? Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. yeah, So the focus group was, was drinking a little sip of Pepsi, and a little sip of Coke. And obviously the sip of Pepsi being sweeter was like, oh, that's tasty. That stands mm. out to me. So they all said that they preferred the taste of Pepsi. So Coke on that bit of information was like, right, we need to make our drink sweeter mm. than Pepsi. Now people are buying full cans of Coke, drinking it. And they're like, damn, this is so sickly. Like I can only drink like a third of the can. I don't want to finish it. It's so sickly. Mm. And so obviously they had to do a massive U-turn. It almost destroyed Coke, that that one error in judgment. And I just think it's interesting. Maybe we can use that as a jumping off point to discuss, you know, sometimes the data and the research and what we get back is misleading because we don't appreciate the nuances of, of sort of human psychology and Mm. behavior. I I
1: agree. I agree. I think market research can be dangerous, dangerous thing to do if you don't do it well. Is it? There's a famous quote. I'm not sure who it was. I'm going to say it's Henry Ford because everything seems to be Henry Ford. But it's, You've if, gone if, on if, about if, him a
0: lot recently.
1: Have I? Henry, Henry Ford. Henry Ford, yeah. Is he known, knowns, known, knowns, no nuns, no 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 nuns? No, 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 that was... Uh, Donald Rumsfeld. Donald Rumsfeld, right. yeah. Uh, no, it's the old faster horse thing. You've, you've heard that. If you ask the common man what they want back in the day... A oh, pre-car. Yeah, pre-car. Yeah, yeah. want a faster horse. Yeah, yeah. Do you actually want a faster horse? And it's that kind of... I think mean, that's always the risk with market research mm. that... Sometimes you just Sometimes have to provide. Sometimes people don't necessarily know what they want.
0: Yeah, because you you were talking about something with a car as well earlier. Yeah, I was trying to think, around- and I
1: was doing a bit of research quickly before to try and find the company. Um, but one of the flaws of market research is it, unless you, you're very clear in terms of who your target market is and you go and ask that target market and understand deeply what it is that they want. One of the things that a car company did, I don't know the name, but they took a very broad approach. They asked, you know, different demographics, people living in different areas, different economic statuses. And they kind of brought all this together and all the feedback together and stuck it in one car. And it just didn't it didn't fly it didn't it didn't fly it didn't work (laughs) Uh, because because they had built stuff in for very affluent people that wanted like high speed cars Mm. they'd built stuff in for like kind of lower demographic people that probably wanted comfort and it just became like a hitch hitch, what's the word mishmash Mishmash, Mishmash. that's the word yeah a mishmash of different requirements and didn't have an identity didn't work brilliantly for anybody I think that's, that's another example.
0: Yeah. And I think, um, again, it might be Rory Sutherland that said this, but, um, sometimes people won't actually tell the truth when you ask them what they want. Um, yeah. <clears throat> or they don't. And, and, you know, more commonly people usually just don't actually know what they really want or what they really need. It's true. Um, you know, if you bring, you might've experienced, I mean, not we don't need to, it's not like, I'm not trying to throw any of our clients under the bus or anything, but you might have experienced it when you've been having meetings with clients mm. where some of the things that they want, you know that like, they probably don't want that, but like they kind of almost feel pressured to come up with like, you know, information for you to then go away and build on. Mm. When you know, well, we've worked with X amount of companies. We know yeah. generally speaking, these are the top criteria that you need and then maybe there's some like stu- there's some sort of outlier stuff that you want to incorporate. But probably usually you figure that out after, fair it on the line, mm. rather than saying, oh, from day one, it should have 20 cup holders. Because like, you know, this one time me and my mates were in the car and we all had two drinks and yeah. know, it's like really annoying or whatever. I think
2: that's, you raise an interesting point there because
0: <clears throat> we definitely
2: have, there's a situation where, you know, we're... Um, we're the experts. So there's an element of, you know, I think there's an, on, not an own uh, like 100% onus on us, but there's an onus on us to advise best practice, yeah. consider X, Y, or Z. But equally, that's fine. And, you know, we do that and, and we say, you know, typically this is what our clients do or this is what they ask for. But then you'll have some, some clients that are absolutely insistent. I want this, 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 and this. Mm. And we know, do you know what? That's going to be an absolute nightmare to put together. Do you really need it? And often what we do do um, is, is question how what's the percentage mm. that you're that you need that for? Yeah, yeah. You know, well, we get six a year. For us to deliver what that requirement is, yeah. you're not going to get a return on your investment. Yeah, is yeah. it really that mm. bad? And it's it's at that point where you get them to start thinking, because they come in with a very sort of belligerent sort of focused it must have all of these requirements yeah yeah and then when you kind of drill down um it's kind of like actually do you know what do you is it you know is there real value in delivering that rather than because often what what we find is that i think the perception is uh well you know automation is going to do a hundred percent of everything it's not Mm. realistically and you know being sensible if it can do 80%, 70%, whatever the that figure is, that's 70% more efficient than it yeah, was yeah, before we knocked on the door. Yeah. Um, but you always get the the extreme, and you know, I can be extreme in in some of the things, you know, outside of work that I and work sometimes <laughs> that I do. <laughs> but but it goes, you know, it goes from zero, so we, we didn't have any automation mm. to oh, the idea of automation. Well, it needs to be 100 percent Yeah, but it doesn't you know mm. and, and yeah, that's yeah. the thing yeah. it, it's it's the mentality but it's an education piece and i think there is a responsibility on us to advise and sort of you
1: know sort of um, yeah yeah one, one of the ways that the big uh, kind of e-commerce players have been i guess doing market research is just like um kind of Variation on market research is A/B testing. Mm. So if you think of a company like Amazon, you know, they will have multiple variants of their website live at any one time, and they'll be they'll be taking a new feature, and it might just be moving a call to action, moving a button from a few pixels to the right hand side, but they'll they'll do that and they'll put that live for like 1% of visitors to the site. And then they'll monitor what the performance of that 1% is versus the, the rest of the 99%. And if that sees an uptick in performance in terms of what they're trying to achieve, then they'll say, well, we'll take that and we'll roll that out across mm-hmm. the other 99%. And I think that's a really interesting concept. So instead of just spending days, weeks, months, running focus groups, working out to the nth degree, is this the right thing to do? Let's test it. Let's test it with one percent. And if it if it's not the right thing to do, we'll find out. We'll find out quite quickly and we'll find out quite cheaply. But if it is, let's roll it out.
0: No, and I think that 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 sort of stuff's brilliant. And it's that's like four dimensional chess when you get mm. to that level of sort of marketing. I do still wonder though whether some of the same pitfalls still apply. You know, you know, like because again, it 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 can take more data into account and it can be more intricate. But I do wonder whether. Still, for whatever reason, on that day or with those people. But again, it's probably. No, I'm not having that. <clears throat> the I, website's I'm probably no constantly way. morphing. What do you mean, no way? Oh, I'm not having that. Well, oh, go on, because,
2: eh? Well, Because then what we're saying is in, in marketing and, and whatever, that there's never, and I appreciate things change, but there's never a sort of a we have an idea of what the audience wants or does because, you know, the A B testing or, you know, whatever, it, it, you. There, Yeah, there are going to be variables, but at some point you've got to put your, your flag in the ground, you know, and go, right, this is what the audience is saying rather than going, well, on that particular day, they had a icky tummy and actually, do you know what? They probably answered it differently. That's rubbish. No, listen. It is. John, I'm not saying <laughs> put a flag in the ground, but what you're saying is the look, results are never going to be set in stone.
1: Yeah, they never are, but if we're... That's uh, exactly... Yeah, that's exactly have Guys, jumping into the conversation because I want to offer you a job. Well, not quite, but I do want to talk to you about Spectrum Digital. We are a business that is growing. We're an exciting business, and we're a business that is looking for top talent. We've got a great team here that are passionate about business, technology, and automation. We're passionate about making people's lives easier at work, and we're looking for people that are like-minded to come and join the team. If that sounds like you, then slide into my DMs. Let's have a conversation. And I may well be offering you a job. Enough from me. Back to the conversation.
2: But you've got to have a a point where, you know, so back in my old...
0: You've got a vague You've got a general target to aim at. I agree. Yeah. And obviously the beauty of the website is it's just, it's like, it's like morphing constantly and it's changing and you're never quite sure. And that, that is going to be a lot more accurate than relying on human beings to say, oh, I prefer this because it tastes sweeter.
2: But, no, I accept that, but but if you, if we go to the the whole A B testing or A B C D E F G whatever you know versions yeah. we want to put multivariant out multi variant testing. Thank you. There we you go. You're the intelligent one. Out of the <laughs> two of us um, <clears throat> disagree. Uh, the multivariant testing. Ultimately, I'd like to think, and you two are probably way more in the know on marketing than me. I'm just like the consumer, if you will surely when you send out let's say there's six variants you're going to send it out to multi demographics in in our world multi job titles multi this multi that to get a flavor across all the different demographics that you're looking for Mm -hmm. to ultimately get a reasonable response as in feedback to go do you know what that's a really fair um test and actually the results show hopefully that one or two of the six variants are the way to move forward rather than it. Now you'll probably come back to me and say, you don't want multivariants because that then confuses. No, I don't, look, I think you need to
0: calm down, John. <laughs> all right. <laughs> I just literally say, I just, I just wonder if there's any sort of like chance that some of these, this data that's coming back is not correct. That's all I was saying. Okay. I'm not, I'm, I'm not shitting on your precious Amazon or whatever, or your algorithms, but I was just questioning it. What I will say is the thing about marketing, especially now, is it becomes this rapid cat and mouse game of as the consumer gets more wise to the tactics of marketing, the marketers have to be more clever. The algorithms and and the ad management systems have to adapt probably like year by year, even probably month by month, as you Mm -hmm. said, even with like Amazon and website changing. The different ad platforms are probably changing as well. I, will, I say probably. I know they are. Like Facebook changing all the time, and it's it's re, it's removing a lot of that ability to to have targeted data on the people that you want to go after. So you, it it becomes this like sort of almost like um, um you know like you're some sort of like gypsy shaman who's like got to read the the. You know, what, what did he read? Not (laughs) the cards. cards. tarot cards. No, no, but like you've got a, you know. Tea leaves. Yeah, exactly. You're like reading the tea leaves and you're like, oh, well, I think. But
1: I I think that's why marketing, you've got two different types of people in in marketing that I think you need in any good marketing function, which is the, the really creative guys that come up with the ideas. But then you also need the really, the analytics, the statisticians. Yeah. Because going back to the conversation, there will be the statisticians that will say, well, based on uh, this many people visiting your website, if you put that live to this percentage of people, you're going to get a 95% confidence and a 5% margin of error. And we're pretty confident that it's, mm. going, to be, it's going to be the right thing so, to do. So, no. so is
2: that where, sorry,
1: but I'll carry on. <laughs> <laughs> so, but,
2: so we go back to the last pod with Mike. Mm-hmm. That's where AI could come in. So ultimately where you want to get, you want to get ahead of the game of your competitors or with whatever you're selling or providing, you using AI, you can get those decisions much quicker. So taking the analytical side of, you know, a a good marketing function, um, having that ability to get some responses or or to get some insight to go, right, you know what, this is what we need to do is the way forward because you you want to be able to respond quite quickly. to to what it is but how do you do that in you know because there's all everyone's got budgets haven't they Mm you know it's not an endless budget so I I don't know you know you've only slightly off on tangent but there was a boxing fight last night it's probably one of the best marketing blooming feats going because it's two nobodies Mm. who've got no talent
0: and they've made (laughs) loads of money (laughs) Showing your age again, John. Um, and and don't say th- the winner because I want to. I didn't see it, so I'm gonna check it out probably on my lunch break. Um, but you're right; it's incredible. That, that, that was a
2: feat of marketing because yeah, yeah. There, there were lots of people that obviously bought the fight, and you're like. What are you doing? And then they even created a belt. I mean, mm. it's kind of like shop <laughs> marketing. Suddenly from nowhere, there's a belt. And you're like, and and the and the winner puts his belt on his shoulder, you're like, it's a Lego
0: belt. It's it's not even real. What are you doing? Right. So what I think is interesting about that, so we've moved into another yeah. aspect of marketing. So what essentially what is what that is, is it's influencer marketing, right? And I'm not really, you know, into boxing that much. I've got friends and family that are into it and I, I pick up what little information I get from them. But as far as I understand uh, these YouTube influencers and TikTok stars or whatever have basically saved boxing because boxing was <laughs> boxing was on the decline <laughs> in terms of the attention we need because to do a timeout. That is that. Listen, let me just finish my point and then you oh. can then you can have you can have your little hissy fit about it. But as far as I I'm aware from what I'm hearing from my people who enjoy boxing is that miles more people prefer UFC miles, more people prefer mixed martial arts and that gets way more um, eyeballs on those matches versus boxing and boxing has been slowly in decline over the years, pretty much losing out to MMA. And now you've got these YouTubers with millions and millions of follow, uh, subscribers and followers that are bringing their young audiences to what could be considered a bit of an old man spot. Because, again, I don't really watch MMA either, but it seems to me that that's a lot more exciting and interesting than boxing. I've watched some boxing matches, and I'll be honest, fucking boring, right? <laughs> MMA, the kicking, you know. Yeah. So- battering each other
1: it's brilliant me again okay i want to talk about another process that we often get asked to automate which is the processing of sales orders so think about a sales order coming into an organization, often it's in a PDF or attached to an email. We're using capture technology to extract the information from that sales order. We're checking what products are on there. We're matching it up against a database to say, do these products exist? We're checking the customer name to say, does this customer exist? We might even check the pricing to make sure the pricing is accurate. If all of that matches, then again, we could just push it straight into an ERP system or a finance system and nobody has to touch it. If there are issues with it, if there are things that don't quite match, we just push that to somebody to manually review and check. But ultimately, again, we're pushing it into an ERP or finance system. It's all about making your life easier. It's about making your team's life easier. And it's about getting cash into your organisation quicker and more efficiently. Hopefully that sounds good. If it does, then get in touch. Let's have a coffee and a chat. Enough from me. Back to the podcast. Bax is claiming that Jake Paul has saved boxing. JV, I'm just going to let you know. Not just Jake Paul. No. Jake
0: Paul, KSI. Logan Paul. Logan Paul. um, You know, a a slew of TikTok boxers, some of the side men. Like, it goes on and on. And they're more famous. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah, but they're more famous
2: than. My 12 year old, some of the idiots that he follows that are gazillionaires churning out rubbish. I no, so, I, I agree. So I, I suppose my point around this was, and we're kind of focusing more on the sport rather than the, the marketing side of it, but just to come back to you on the, the sport aspect of it, I think it's two very different things. You've got the purists that want to watch professional boxers that train really hard, not that these don't, train really hard, that have got an awful lot of skill that go in there and they fight, and you know, there's, there's at the end of it, it isn't just about you know the millions of dollars that's going to go into their bank on the Monday morning. It's about legacy and things like that. What I will concede is actually what these influencers and these you know YouTubers, etc., <clears throat> have done is they are at a very low level introducing the sport and opening that sport out to people that maybe wouldn't have considered boxing or you know whatever pre that but they are distinctly different you know sports you've got like um it's a bit like you know uh karaoke and then like a professional band type scenario you've got people trying they haven't got much talent but but when you put two talentless people together it actually looks quite good
1: hmm. you put <laughs> it's, it's on camera it's, it's, it's it, here it's oh, good man. example here sorry Gary. <laughs> <laughs> <Carry, carry on. laughs> wow it's just staring me in the face yeah well.
2: uh resist it, could you, you know, know. It can. Um, so, so I think they're very different. But the reason I brought that up was more around: could we, should we use similar type marketing in a B two B environment? And if so, how would we go about it? Because ultimately, millions and millions of people
0: tuned in. Thank you, John. That was a great um, segue. segue into mm. uh, allowing me to bring it full circle so yes we should to answer your question but also again it seems to me that the the classic sort of legacy boxers um you know and you see this like if you go back to i don't know i mean say muhammad ali for example right even i can't remember that no but like this is like the 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 sort of earliest idea of a boxer that I can think of yep. building a, a, a big outrageous personal brand. Right. And then over the years there's been, you know, there's been, I don't know. Again, I don't know boxing Tyson. Yeah. You know, yeah. Lennox Lewis, Tyson yeah. Fury, Tyson Fury. Yeah, he's brilliant. Having, yeah. having essentially what I'm getting at is not just in sport, but just across the board, you, you can't prosper without having uh, a strong marketing campaign without having like, because it's th- got to be interesting marketing. Well, it, yeah, but that's subjective. That's Coke and Pepsi again. But the thing is, y- y- when Jake Paul can come into the boxing ring, probably against, and I I act like some a Jake Pauler, as he calls his fans, very unimagin- <laughs> unimaginative, unimaginative, I know. But I imagine that he can come into the ring against, any boxer, pick any boxer, right? That's currently Floyd Mayweather, for example. Yeah, and he's he's got more of an audience that he brings to that fight than Floyd Mayweather, who is arguably the they say the greatest boxer ever. Oh, yeah, right. so I suppose yeah. boxers have done it the other way around, haven't
1: they? Where they've built their brand in boxing and they've taken that outside of boxing and leveraged their brand. I had, a, I had a George Foreman grill at one point. Mm. What, what the does George Foreman know about grills? Yeah, But I yeah. guess it's just the other way around. Isn't it. They've built a brand. they built their personal brand. They're leveraging that. And then there's a load of money in boxing. So they're just yeah. using it for what they can. Well,
2: yeah. it, it, but I, I suppose, you know, you could go to Formula One and the, the previous sort of uh, leader of Formula One five years ago was Bernie Eccleston. Mm. One of the, probably the best marketeers going. and Mm. and and his was he didn't mind a little bit of conflict he he encouraged a bit he didn't mind stirring it Mm. and then the older he's got the worse he's got in fairness but but he gets eyes on that sport yeah and and ultimately that's all marketing is about is getting eyes on a subject or things like that yeah my point is about the whole not shock but but being edgy and, and how, how edgy can you be in a, in our world,
0: particularly sort of like. Mm, yeah. I mean, uh, and you know, that's an ongoing conversation, isn't it? It's, it's tricky, you know, in B2B because you've, or just in business in general, because you're, you either got to be all in or you're not kind of thing. And, yeah. you know, there are, there are business people out there that are edgy and just say what they think and they, they're not bothered about offending people or whatever, you know, and if it works for them, it works for them, right? I mean, again, go back to, you know, you remember when Simon Carl first appeared on the scene and, yeah. you know, Gordon Ramsay, whatever. Mm-hmm. Everyone was like, oh, God, you know, they're so, they're so cantankerous, can't believe it. But what we've got today makes them look just like mm-hmm. so sure. mild by comparison. It's like, oh. You swear in Gordon. Oh, you're all right. Like, what's out there now? <laughs> it, it's it, it's very.
1: Um... So do you, do you think we're going to see the same kind of influencer marketing that's happened in B two C? You can't release a product nowadays without having some social media star promote it. Do you think we're seeing that move into B two B? Has that got a place in B two B or not?
0: Uh, yeah, I can't really see it going anywhere. Like. Especially because look, the competition is everywhere and there's different ways to succeed in business, right? So it doesn't necessarily have to be through marketing. So and I, I realise now this is gonna lead me into a another little uh a little coke Pepsi story. Oh nice. Um so, but I think definitely if you want to play the marketing game in B2B from, you know, twenty twenty three going forward and you don't have that sort of influencer content at scale mindset it's probably not going to work out like because what else can you i mean you can run ads and stuff yeah that's fine and you know if you've got a big enough budget and you're committed to it then yeah the ads will work right um it's a bit trickier to make ads successfully tear i mean again it depends what you do
1: do you mean social media ads or do you mean yeah advertising tv whatever no absolutely not (laughs) <laughs> just, just social media. Yeah, I
0: mean, just digital from a digital marketing perspective. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I mean, you know, like Google
1: ads and
0: Google ads. Yeah, uh, Facebook, LinkedIn. Mm. You know, what, whatever. I mean, again, it's 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 harder to achieve in B two B, but the the rewards are higher, right? Mm. You know, yeah. You can you can convince someone on uh, as a B two C marketer to buy like this water bottle for five pound, mm. um, and because it's a low it's, it's a low look, value yeah decision to make yeah. um. but the, the difficulty in B2C would be alright but in order to to benefit I have to sell fa- a thousand of these mm-hmm. like a month whereas obviously in B2B oh maybe we can get a client you know five figure client mm-hmm. alright it's going to take more resources to get that client but when we do get them then you know it, it's a va- you know it's valuable and it pays off and then it's c- consistent revenue as well um, but yeah, I mean, look, it's what, it's why we do this podcast. Mm. It's why we're trying to make you the, the digital, <laughs> um, the, the digital. Be careful ah, what you say. I, I wanted alliteration. Yeah. Digital.
1: <laughs> don't want to say it. Let's jump onto the Coke story. Oh uh, yeah. That. Okay. Um,
0: so, um, the Coke story. Yeah. So different ways to, sorry, she don't like my knuckle thing. I, I
1: do it as well. In fairness. I don't, don't like, like it. Either. No, I, I, I do it. I'm, yeah.
0: We digress. Uh, yeah. Satisfying. Oh, isn't it annoying though when one of them works?
1: Yeah, it is. Yeah. We'll have to edit this out as well, won't we?
0: Um, I've could probably, I don't know. Uh, all right, so Co- Coke and Pepsi. So we're back at Coke and Pepsi. Yeah. There's different ways to succeed, right? So yeah, you know, C- Coke and Pepsi, I mean, some of the biggest marketers and marketing campaigns, like in the history of marketing, right? Billions upon billions that have been spent each year for Coke and Pepsi to try and like, you know, who can be closest to the top? Like, we all agree Coke is the the number one, yeah. you know, fizzy beverage or soda, if you're an American, globally, right? And Pepsi's probably close behind that. I've got another story, actually, that's me, making me think about. But anyway, so Pepsi were just struggling to compete with Coke in the fast food market, mm. um, everywhere you would go. Do you want Coke? Can I get Coke? Everyone wants Coke, right? In fact, um, you know, I heard someone jokingly say that. Pepsi's unofficial slogan for years was, uh, is, is Pepsi all right? Mm. Because obviously everywhere you go, you ask for, yeah, can, I, can we have free Cokes, please? Uh, is Pepsi all right? <laughs> like, I think, you know, it's not, but we'll drink that swill anywhere. <laughs> so they bring, which I don't care. When they say it to me, I just go, yeah, just if it's black and fizzy, I'll drink it. Just bring it. Um, so it was cheaper for Pepsi to compete against Coke in that sort of um, sector to just outright buy the franchise, the, 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 the takeaways in the restaurants. Just, just go in and be like, right, we're gonna buy KFC. We're gonna buy Taco Bell. We're gonna buy um, another one. There's another one, I forget. Um, and then we're just gonna insist that it's only Pepsi. Like, so when you go there, they only sell Pepsi. Mm. And then boom, now we can just like corner a big section of the market.
1: It's a big chunk of the market. I, I heard, I don't know if it's true, that Coke sell theirs to McDonald's at pretty much no profit. It's all about just getting the brand out there. Yeah. Making people and, and stealing that chunk of the market.
0: Yeah, it's, it's genius. Mm. Like, again, would the average business person consider to do something mm. so extreme like that? Probably not. To well, buy all the KFCs <laughs> across the world just so that Coke couldn't sell out of kfc i had
2: a, i had a friend um so so just on on that point i remember way back when when that all started happening i was proper put out when i couldn't have my my diet Coke <laughs> and it was Pepsi or right. I was like, I suppose it'll have to be. Mm. And, and you know what? Actually it wasn't for me because I'd then go Sprite, which is the same company anyway, but, but it, it was weird. I was put out that my, my right to choice yeah, yeah. Had, had been taken. Mm. Um, but on a, just on what you were saying there, actually I had a, a friend that was a, an account manager in the, I'm going to say the um, uh, sort of model paints sector. If, if you will. Right. And basically was told when you go around like talking to your accounts, if you see, if you see any of your competitors' product there, just buy it. Get it off the shelves and get ours on there. I was thinking, how does that make, it? I get the premise of, right, we don't want theirs on the shelf, put ours on there. How's that cost effective? Yeah. Just to be going around but and he, he literally said he, every week his boot would be loaded with competitors' product because he was just going around buying it and pushing his stuff out there.
1: Wow. It's gotta be a flawed business model that. Well, way. yeah, you're not
2: wrong. <laughs> he didn't stay there too long. He didn't really like that yeah. model.
0: That is absolutely mental. Well, it is. <laughs> did you did you do it then? No, no, it not wasn't him. me, it was a friend. Oh, okay. Right. Did- but,
2: but no, he, he did it once and then went, yeah, this isn't for me, and see yeah. you later. But, but ultimately, that was the mindset of actually, yeah, we just want our product to be seen mm. and not the competitors rather than actually, we'll just go side by side and whichever the consumer wants, they'll, it's they'll select
1: there's been no challenger brand into that market i don't think as the i'm trying to think virgin do you remember virgin coke or virgin yeah, cola yeah
2: well i mean let's be fair he tried everything didn't he yeah. i mean he had virgin yeah, he did, slippers actually. as well probably and the the other thing i was i was intrigued about or i'm intrigued about is the um what was what made coke number 1 yeah and how far behind were pepsi and when pepsi did this um this thing about, you know what, we'll just buy yeah, the outlets. franchises. Yeah. Yeah. What impact did that have?
0: Yeah, see that the why as far as I as far as I can tell, Coke is number one because basically it was just the first to market. Um because I think Coke they're the
2: one, they don't put their recipe on the cans, do they?
0: No. And I don't do know what?
2: if Pepsi do either.
0: Well, not so I, I don't
2: know, but that was always the big thing.
0: Yeah. Are we still? Did we keep rolling? Yeah, cool. Just <clears throat> keep it, just keep it all in. I like the. What's the going in the front I just like the. <laughs> I just like the more sort of like in the mo, in the moment sort of. But um, yeah. So the, the back to the Coke and Pepsi thing. You're right. It, so John was just saying about how, um, sorry, Red Bull. Like Red Bull, you know who they represent, who they sponsor, right? I mean, don't they have a Formula One? Yeah, yeah. well, two well? two Formula One teams. Yeah, and then they've got all of the extreme sports. Um, you know the Felix Baumgartner. Yeah, great jumping, Shout, from, jumping from the edge of space. Yeah. So and then all I can really think of, Cook, in, in um, is the what's he called? best footballer in the world. you
1: probably have to... Messi.
0: Messi. Ronaldo. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure it's Ronaldo. <laughs> when the... At the press conference, there was Cook oh, in yeah, yeah, yeah. in front of yeah. him and he he moved it out the way of himself. Yeah. And he said something <clears throat> like, oh, just drink water.
1: Mm. And didn't cook. stop? The share price dropped, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. Just, yeah.
0: Just because he was like, nah, that's not good for you type thing. Mm. Um, so it's interesting. I think Red Bull and any other business, product, whatever, have to be more aggressive if they're the underdog in the market and doing things to make themselves stand out, right? Coke is, uh, uh, has, has held that position as... It's unbelievable brand. I'm trying to think of a
1: bigger a brand that's bigger and more kind of synonymous with... Th- yeah. ...than what? ...American culture. Uh, than, than Coke. Yeah. Probably Nike is anyone that I reckon is yeah. close.
0: Yeah, but not even close though, really. Especially no. in like, in value of the company mm. and global really? recognition Nike yeah yeah Nike's like um Nike's pretty low down I want to I can't check. really remember but I I know there was some i seen some videos you know when like the Kanye West Adidas thing was going on there was a lot of talk about the different brands and stuff and I'm I hear about Nike being like quite low down um but, in terms of that would of surprise me value but before we come away from it so the red bull thing so rory rory sutherland said that the, the thing about red Bull, red bull and this is what's cool about counterintuitive thinking around marketing and, and, and products and stuff like that is um for years people have tried to compete with kirk including pepsi and the three sort of main metrics would always be all right well it should be it should taste better than kirk obviously it should come in a bigger can so you're getting more value for money mm-hmm. and it should be cheaper as well so if we do all those three things, then why would someone not pick our beverage over mm. Coke? And it, it never worked. And the only um, um, beverage, soft drink beverage, that has come close to Coke is Red Bull, which comes in a tiny can. Mm, is very it? expensive and it tastes a bit weird. Mm. And so all of that, if you went into a, into a meeting and said, I think we should charge more, give less, and it should have like a weird aftertaste, you get laughed out of the meeting, right? But yet that turned out to be the product that has come closest. And then he goes on to say that the reason it can get away with those things is because it has this like faux medicinal claim of giving energy, you know, when it probably wings. doesn't, right? Mm. But it's basically it's it's almost like a medicinal beverage. And again, for um psychologically, it, we associate medicine with potency. Hence, smaller dose. Mm. We 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 associate medicine with it. It has like a. It it might taste like strawberries, but there's something in there. It's like, there's something, something going on Slightly there. Slightly medicinal. Yeah, there's yeah, some yeah. there's some t- aftertaste <coughs> in there, and we would feel more confident. You know, like I've been guilty of going in and buying a three pound fifty paracetamol, even though you can get Tesco brand for like eighty p. And, and I know that it's the same tablet inside because I've seen whoever, the money expert or whatever on this morning, mm. explaining the code for the tablet is the same on both. But, you know, I go and I buy that one because I'm like, I've got a £3.50 head out today, so I'm gonna buy that really? one. Really? You buy the £3.50? Oh, no, I is- no, I have in the past. Are, I have in oh the past. Oh my, we are
1: paying you too much. But a lot of- I thought that for a while now you
0: of <laughs> A lot of people do do buy the more expensive one. <laughs> Mental. Sorry, no. before is
2: a brand loyalty though.
0: It's just because there's something about the brand that makes them feel like the it's been tested. It, mm. They've tested the the, Stri- the ATP paracetamol versus the three pound fifty paracetamol, and people report the headaches going away quicker with the more expensive. It's got to be like a
1: placebo, isn't it? It's got to be. Yeah, so it's, a, it's just yeah. a psychological association. Yeah. Do you know? So, sorry, go. On.
0: Yeah, so basically that's what I'm saying with um with um Red Bull. Mm. These are the fr- these are the three factors that make it successful, but they're counterintuitive. So, and also, sorry, just while I'm on this, another interesting marketing campaign from Red Bull is um they would go around um popular areas, like clubbing areas or whatever, or just like busy like Trafalgar Square or whatever. Yeah, yeah, and just load up bins with empty Red Bulls. And oh, they cans. used to
2: have the um ah. the, certainly when I was down south, they used to have the VW Beetles. Yeah. And they'd have a can sticking out the roof, like a, a massive like six foot and eight <coughs> foot thing yeah. and you know they get you know models did to drive around. Like
1: ambassadors, didn't they? They're yeah, yeah, yeah. Ambassadors around the
2: country that go yeah, around yeah. in those cars. And it's cars. just getting the, getting it in your psyche. You know, it's like you know Red Bull gives you wings. Yeah. You know, yeah. It gave me wings once when I had three pints of straight Red Bull. Funnily enough, I didn't sleep for two days. But there we go. So from that side of things, it, 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 the caffeine you know works.
1: Yeah. You know, when America joined the Second World War, they had to open up free Coca Cola bottling plants in the UK to keep them fed with Coca Cola. Part of the agreement, what, the the soldiers, the American GIs, when they came over, they insisted on having free bottling plants set up to feed them Coca Cola. Really? And there you go. That's my Coca Cola
0: story. So that's I, I'm right.
2: taking
1: that, it a little bit back on a
2: on kind of a, a full uh, circle, going back to the talentless in influencers, right? Talentless, exceptionally wealthy, and when they get, get an idea, they can make it run. Mm. My son, as I've mentioned on many a podcast, is twelve going on thirteen. Prime. Yeah, oh Might Logan Prime right, energy yeah. drink. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's horrendous. Have you drunk it? You- no, I've sniffed it and it's horrendous. <laughs> but but there's um my sister-in-law went last week. Uh, she was in some shop, and there's two two mums literally having a physical fight over the last bottle of Prime because little Johnny wants it, and it's like <laughs> what it's just a drink with a flavour that mm. probably there's no you know energy there's no medicinal benefits yeah, yeah. no nothing it's just got some salt it's in it it's just got yeah but it's it's even that it's just the branding is bright it's it's you know it's alive and you know like Oliver's now starting putting it on his on his um windowsill and I'm
1: thinking mm. well, Nate, what are you <laughs> doing have you tried it bucks i haven't have you not i should have you, have you?
0: no i haven't no, no. ellie i tried if i went to the see. yeah it's, it's yeah it's Wow. Really? What's the usual? Go ahead, you know, it's funny. I saw a clip on TikTok where they were discussing how much they made. Something like 140 million in FS first year, uh, just on Prime between yeah. KSI and Logan Paul. Yeah, yeah. Formerly enemies. Adversaries. Yeah. That have come together to create this drink. It's, from a market perspective. You know what? Fair play to them. It's Playton. ingenious. Fair yeah. yeah. play to them.
2: But what does it say about us as... Uh, as a consumer that we just thought, you know that everyone follows these people on social media the power of social media is there's one of your greatest examples mm. and everyone's like fighting there's a bloke in Wakefield Wakey Wines or whatever <laughs> yeah. he's now this YouTube he's become famous a sensation because <laughs> he's selling it for whatever and you're uh, yeah.
0: like what is the world and coming people to are, people are imitating about it uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I say do you know what I mean look you, it's just You've got to respect the hustle. And and it just goes to show you- I respect it, but it's it's a sad indictment, though. Well, yeah, it is, but this is what we are. We think we're so, you know, um, superior as human beings, but we're quite simple creatures. We buy ideas. We buy stories. We think we're buying the thing because we want the thing, but we buy what the thing represents. And-
2: the Don't pe- the fear of missing out, FOMO? It's like uh, you know, Oliver well, was going mental when he couldn't get get one, and I'm like, yeah. well, I'm not driving anywhere for it, you know. And then his
0: do his, anything ar- his auntie
2: came up Trumps, but yeah. it's like, wow, just because everyone is like, you put enough out there, you, you flood the the market and the channels with news, yeah, and and then suddenly it's like you know, and it's there's a novelty factor, but mm. will Prime be a bit like we when we're in a previous podcast talking about? Uh, fang and the ones that would stay in and, and the ones that would uh, sort of dwindle uh, prime won't be with us in 12 12 months time
0: no i disagree they it, might
1: have, they might have broadened it out into a broader milkshake category. yeah milkshakes but no
0: it, it 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 most certainly will didn't um dana white make it the official drink of ufc yeah Trust me, they're all yeah, smart I enough think. and wise enough to know what's going on. Oh, now yeah. you've got this huge network, this huge mm-hmm. web of influencers and famous people, and you're always going to see them drinking Prime. And then you take it down a level. Then you've got the the sort of lesser sort of influencers. You've maybe got a million followers on TikTok or whatever. Um, and you'll get paid to just mm. be always having Prime in the background or drinking it or whatever. And then the micro influencers have got like 5,000 or 10,000 followers. And so just across the board, your son has got no chance. Like he is going to, he is going to live and die for prime for at least probably the next five to 10 years. And if they're making 140 million in their first year, they're probably going to make more their second year. They're going to make billions by the time it's all said and done. And then just walk away and be like, there we go. We we made billions selling water with some flavor. Exactly. I think he's right.
1: I think he's right. He's convinced me. They're they're the celebrities of today, aren't they? We you grew up with Dalgleish, did you? I don't know. Yeah, that was your yeah, hero. Yeah, oh, yeah exactly. Dalgleish, yeah. Kenny Dalgleish, Kenny Dalgleish. This 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 but, generation grew up with Logan Paul as there, Kenny Dalgleish.
2: And Steve, I was th- I was thinking that when when Bax was talking, then I, I was actually thinking, do you know what? It's sort of sad to me that in five ten years time, the likes of Logan Paul, Jake Paul, KSI and whatever, for all their Talents,
1: they'll be. You've got to give them credit.
2: No, but- no, I absolutely do. Honestly, flip me. They could stop now, and I could work for another thousand years. I'm never going to get to their wealth. But they, it, it's sad that people they haven't really got talent. Talent. It's just they they've jumped onto a a medium that is now there out there. Because if we go back. 30 years. No, you're shaking your head. It's true. Yeah. You go back thirty years. Some of the people with proper talent in sport or in arts or in whatever would be um you know off the charts now in this in this era.
1: But I suspect we'll people will look back in twenty years' time at Logan Paul and think, my God, that guy like he broke through. He was the he was the person that started all this, or one of the people that started all this, and he'll have gone down in history. I don't, in that sense.
2: I don't disagree, and and fair play to them. Yeah, they, they, they've latched onto something, and yeah. they've and and they're they've pushing the it waste. forward. They're pushing boundaries, and absolutely, that's you know, that's you know, I, I've got utmost respect. But it's when they start going in. We're now back to where we started. When they start going into like you know their boxes. No, you're not. You're you're a sideshow, and but in in your realm.
1: Yeah, they're a brand brilliant. and they yeah, are leveraging yeah. that brand yes. wherever they can
0: yeah. I mean look saying that i have got no talent and I get it it's easy right because there's no real a thing, talent my, so my daughter's five right and she watches like these absolute cretins that do like Minecraft videos and stuff yeah. and they, they have to they have to exaggerate and put on you know vocal tonations oh. that just they make me want to break the TV yeah. and mm. rugby kick my kid out the window mm. and just like destroy the internet and i can't stand it right but she enjoys it they're making a lot of money they're providing her with what she wants and in turn they're making money out of it right so i don't get it and i'm sure when i was five Mm. i also watched some stuff that drove my mum crazy right and it's all comparative but i think to say that they've got no talent is just wrong it's just a massive, moment. and I know you're coming at it from it's a like generalization, a, like, a, like a like a boxing perspective. Yeah, yeah. But even with a boxing thing, I ain't into boxing. But like from everything that I can see, Jake Paul is actually really good at boxing, no. and he and he and he puts a lot of practice into it, and he's had some legit fights with some actual fighters, and he's beating them. And then there are people coming into it who like like let's say they do like the YouTube boxing charity match, right? That should be seen as separate from boxing as a sport. They do that to raise money from charity. They bring in, you know, um, it's like it's like the the sidemen and YouTube All-Stars. So I took my son to some stadium in London where he had Sidemen, which is K gang, and YouTube All-Stars, which is a collection of the most popular YouTubers at that time, who basically had a football match for charity. The whole stadium full with 10, 12, 14 year olds just loving it and I'm just watch, looking at it, in awe at how could they bring this many kids into a stadium <clears throat> how much money have they raised this is the fame of these guys and this was like four or five years yeah. ago mm-hmm. now the actual boxing as far as I can tell you've got KSI you've got Jake Paul you've got Logan Paul you you know Tommy Fury obviously I know he's, he's not a he's not a YouTuber but like he's Tyson Fury's brother right so is he riding on the coattails of his brother or yeah, he's not. He's
1: not a brilliant boxer, is he? That's the issue, though, isn't it? Because I think the winner of the fight won't tell you who it was, but the winner of the fight goes into the the top, top 40, forty for their weight division, WBC, which puts them if they actually have to then fight a proper boxer. No mm. offense, next mm. that puts them at risk, doesn't it? We're putting people's lives at risk. But what so if they beat that proper boxer? Yeah, they won't. They won't. But if, the they do, if they do, if like, they do, you'll accept them. But there's more chance of them getting seriously injured. Yeah, yeah. than than beating it beating a proper boxer at that level because we're talking about the best in the world at their weight and yeah. they're not they're
0: not going to beat them yeah I mean fair enough I mean I'm I'm not going to overstep the mark here I don't really know who these people but, are what the boxing is but mm-hmm. in terms of the talent they've got talent they're multimillionaires. they've they've built they've built empires I mean how's how's it not talent how is it not talent to go from I make videos of me playing games in my bedroom on YouTube, like 10 years ago, I build up some a following and some fame. And and then I tactically start to implement more and more things. So for KSI, I, I get my mates together and I build a group around me called the Sidemen. And they all now have channels and they're all millionaires. Mm. And now we have Sidemen products and clothing and merch. And, uh, now, we're gonna, and now we're gonna get into <clears throat> sports and boxing and create events. I was at my mum's yesterday, my sister was watching is this show on BBC called The Wheel. So oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. some sort of um, quiz show, or whatever. Yeah, general knowledge, yeah. And it was a sidemen takeover of this show. And again, boxing, quiz show on BBC, mm. daytime. The vast majority of people are not watching these these things, right? They're watching YouTube. They're watching Netflix. Most, yeah. most of my generation and under are not watching TV. If the sidemen go on this quiz show then my son will go and watch this quiz show Mm. because the sidemen are on it. The value of these content creators and influencers is way higher than these, like these institutions that are just down, down, down with each year Agreed. they fail to keep up Mm. and they fail to innovate and they fail to change. And boxing are lucky in my opinion, that all these influencers have have come in and shone a light back onto boxing and made people interested in it again when actually the sport of boxing should have been doing that themselves and they've already been overtaken by mma which at a point was seen as like that's never gonna you never that's never going anywhere conor mcgregor you, you know, know what I think,
1: you, I think you've convinced me i think you have convinced you of what that it maybe not save boxing maybe that is extreme but it's been a po- overall a positive thing for boxing bringing a new audience to that sport that would never have engaged with it until this point i think that's fair uh, uh,
2: yeah uh, i think the term saved boxing is strong because yeah. i think it was very prosperous before these three clowns came along but what it has done <laughs> has introduced it has introduced the four or the sports or art of boxing to a new audience that actually with a bit of luck we'll see those and go do you know what i will look at some proper boxers and go actually yeah so absolutely and i was very it was a massive generalization to say they haven't got any talent because Mm. they evidently have talents that are appealing to people Mm. it's just in certain um I'm going to say genres, but in certain sports or activities where they don't really have much talent, but they've got a following, they can make something, they can make an event happen. Mm. So uh, yeah, ultimately the talent is, they're unbelievable self-marketeers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: Let's let's leave it there. Thank you very much for joining us, back. Thanks again, JV, and catch you next time. Producer Ellie wanted
0: to try it so... I'm intrigued. She's also going to fail, but, you know... I'm not going to fail. The, the that's, what, that's your reasoning for coming into the video, just to tell everyone I'm going to fail. I know what that is. I do. Oh, actually. Smells like Pepsi, it tastes like Kirk. Oh, I do. Oh, Hard, isn't it. Kirk, Pepsi. Do you wanna uh I nearly swore then? That's kirk. Did I say that was Kirk or Pepsi? You said that was Pepsi. You're going not. Nah, you got him wrong. Nah, 100 percent 100 percent you put Pepsi in there and Kirk on the bottom. No. Absolutely in denial, didn't she? It's not right to be It's <laughs> not.